turn once again to Isaiah 53, 4. Isaiah 53, 4. We know 2016 is our breakout year. Amen. Amen. Come on, say, this is my breakout year. Amen. Isaiah 53, 4 states concerning Jesus. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression, and he was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Somebody say, I'll take that. Then in verse 6 it says, All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Then in verse 10 it states, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief, when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. And he shall see his seed. In other words, God saw Jesus as what? As seed. Come on, say amen, somebody. And he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. In other words, God took his best seed. He planted that seed, amen, and what, him, what made him plant that seed, as we know, was love. God so loved you. Come on, say amen, somebody. But we also know there's more to it than just love. Love was the underlying reason, but God had a second motive, and which we shall see, read here. The second motive is found in the last, in a, and right here where he says, he shall see seed, he shall prolong his days, and then we found out it says the pleasure of the Lord shall what? Prosper in his what hand? Well, what is the pleasure of the Lord? We know Jesus was 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 the only begotten Son of God. Amen. He was the only begotten Son of God when He was planted. But how many sons of God we have in this room right now? Come on, how many sons of God we have in this room right now? Why? Because Jesus is no longer the only begotten Son of God. He is now the firstborn of many. Brother, in other words, you and I are the pleasure of the Lord. Tell your neighbor, you are the pleasure of the Lord. Then once again, it goes on to tell us, therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great. God calls us the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. God calls us the strong, because he has poured out his soul unto death. He was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Now, the Message Bible reads, verse 12, we read it last week. Therefore, I reward him extravagantly the best of everything, the highest honors, because he looked death in the face and didn't flinch, because he embraced the company of the lowest. He took on his own shoulders the sin of many, and he took up the cause of all the black sheep, of all the black sheep. In other words, we were all the black sheep at one time or another. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. But it says here, Jesus already took up your cause. In other words, you and I are no longer the black sheep, black sheep of the family. 
Come on, say, I'm no longer the black sheep. Amen. And because of what took place in chapter 53, we have chapter 54, which it says, Sing, O barren, referring to the nation of Israel, thou that didst what? Not bear, break forth, or what? Or break out. <laughs> Amen. Why? They can do this now because of what happened in chapter 53. Well, in other words, the Messiah has opened the door for us who were considered Gentiles to have more. To have what? More. That's why he says, saying, O barren, thou that didst not bear, thou, thou that didst not bear, break forth or break out into singing and cry aloud. Thou that didst not travail with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the what? Married wife, saith the Lord. We know the married wife was a nation of Israel, but the children of the desolate is us Gentiles. Somebody say, that's talking about me. Now God tells Israel in verse 2, enlarge what? Enlarge the place of thy tent. Let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not. Lengthen thy cords. Strengthen thy stakes. In other words, get ready to be stretched. Come on, get ready for a bigger tent. And then he said, don't spare anything. Come on, say amen, somebody. In other words, I can believe God for anything. There's no limit to what I can believe God for. He said, don't spare anything. Why? Because if God gives you the vision, he's going to give you the provision. Come on, a lot of times when God asks you to believe him for something or God says, this is what I want you to do, we're thinking we got to pay for it. Where am I going to get the money for this? How is this going to happen? God says, I don't need you to pay for it. I need you to believe for it. I'll do the pain. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. Then he says in verse 3, for thou shalt what? Break forth or what? Break out on the right hand and on the left. And thy seed, talking about Jesus, shall inherit the Gentiles, that's you and I, and make the desolate cities to be what? Inhabited. So he's not just talking to the Jews. He includes us who are spiritual Israel. Come on, we are spiritual Jews. Come on, say amen, somebody. And now we are considered members of the family of God. Come on, tell your neighbor, I'm from your family, you know. Then in verse 4 it says, Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed. Neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame. For thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. In other words, he's referring to their past sins when Israel was unfaithful to God. And Israel was in sin. But he's also referring to you and I, when we were one at one time unfaithful to God and we were in sin. Come on, say amen, somebody. So I said, don't be ashamed anymore. Because why? God says, he says, for thy maker is thy husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And thy redeemer, the holy one of Israel, the God of the whole earth shall he be called. For the Lord has called thee as a woman forsaken and grieved in the spirit and a wife of youth. When thou has refused, when thou was, when thou was refused, saith, saith thy God, for a moment, for that, for listen, for a, I'm trying to split tongues and things at the same time. For a small moment have I forsaken thee. Why? Because they fell into sin. But he said, but 
with great mercies. Somebody say, thank you for the mercy of God. But with great mercy will I what? Gather thee. And we know mercy is when even, in, even though you're guilty, God gives you a pass. How many times has God gave you a pass and you know you did wrong? So I said, but with great mercy will I gather thee. In a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment. But with everlasting kindness will I have what? Will I have what? Mercy on thee, saith the Lord our God. Say, thank you for your mercy, Lord. Verse 9, for this is as the waters of Noah unto me. For I have sworn that the waters of Noah shall no more go forth over the earth. So I have sworn that I would not be wroth with thee, nor rebuke thee. And we know what that rainbow in the sky means. Amen. It's a reminder that God is a covenant-keeping God. And it's a reminder that a promise that he made that he would never, ever again wash this world away with water. Then in verse 10, it says, For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness. Come on, we serve a kind God. He said, But my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall thy what? The covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord, that has what? He's talking about mercy again. Somebody say, thank you for your mercy, Lord. Oh, thou afflicted, tossed with tempest, and not comforted. Behold, I will lay stones with fair colors and lay foundations with sapphires. And I will make thy windows of agates and the gates of carbuncles and all the borders of pleasant stone. In other words, I'm going to make sure you look good. And I'm going to build you a house that's going to look good. Come on, say amen. Somebody say, I'll take that too. Come on, who's believing God for a house? Somebody say, I'll take that. See, a lot of even this in, in this Isaiah 54, 54, a lot of it you can apply to your list as scripture reference. Okay, that was just... And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord. And great shall be the what? Peace of thy children. How many children of God do we have in here? He says, all my children shall be what? Taught of the Lord. Somebody tell you, that's me. But he said, great shall be the what? Peace of my children. That word peace is a Hebrew word, shalom. And it means health and prosperity. In other words, he's saying, Great shall be the health and the prosperity of his children. I don't know. If I was broke right now, I'd say I'd take that. If I was dealing with a financial challenge right now, I'd say I'd take that. I'd put God in remembrance. God, you said. He said, put me in what? Remembrance. God, you said, great shall be the what? The health and the prosperity of your children. I'm your child. So I receive my healing right now. I'm your child. So I receive my debt cancellation right now. Oh, just a couple of y'all. Okay, amen. He said, in righteousness shall thou be established. Thou shalt not be what? Thou shalt, thou shalt be far from oppression. And thou shalt not fear. And from terror, for it shall not, it shall not come what? Near thee. In other words, don't be, be, don't be worried about terrorist attacks. Amen. And don't be afraid to get on an airplane. Amen. Amen. Why? Because whatever they do, he said, it shall not come near you. You better know this. 
You better have faith that this word is true in your life. It shall not come near you. Come on. It will not come near me. Come on, say it. Make it personal. Then in verse 15, it says, Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever, whosoever, whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. Whosoever messes with you in 2016 shall fall. They shall fall because they don't know and understand who they really messing with. I'm a child of the king. Come on, say amen, somebody. Verse 16, behold, I have created the smith that blow up the coals in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the waster to destroy. Then talking to Israel and to you now, he says, in 2016, in 2016, in 2016, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Now, once again, he didn't say a weapon won't be formed against you. He just said no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue, and you know we got some tongues. Come on, anybody got some tongues at their job? Tongues. When they go places and they see these people, they have their tongues on you. He said, every tongue, every tongue, every tongue that rises up against you to try to judge you. What did he say? You shall condemn. God didn't say he would condemn it. He said, you shall what? You shall what? Why? Because he said, I told you who you are. I told you what I'm going to do with you. Come on. And I told you time and time again, and even in this passage, how much mercy I have towards you. So he says, now that you know all that, you open up your mouth. And you condemn the words that's coming out their mouth. You don't have to receive negative words spoken against you. Matter of fact, you should be quick to say, I cancel the assignment of those ill-spoken words spoken against me. They fall void of power now. But I'm doing operating my faith. Come on, say amen, somebody. Then he says, why? Because this is the what? Heritage of the Lord, heritage of servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord God Almighty. In other words, Bishop told us, that what we just read was the basis for breaking out in 2016. And then we know we have another word for 2016 that's similar to what Bishop said, and it's a confirmation of what he says from Jerry Savelle. Jerry Savelle said it was going to be a year of the great breaking loose. Come on, the Lord told us to look for extraordinary things that are taking place in the heavenlies in 2016. He said, look for it. Come on. In other words, he said, we're going to see more and more notable miracles. Come on, breaking loose in the earth. More and more signs and wonders. More and more instant healings. Somebody say, that's me. More and more deliverance from demonic activity. 
And then he said, more and more financial breakthroughs. More and more financial breakthroughs. So why? So we can do more for the kingdom of God. And the Lord told us that during this great breaking loose, the enemy will no longer be able to hold back that which his faithful ones have stood in faith for. In other words, all those things you've been standing in faith for, the devil will no longer be able to hold that thing back from you. Oh, somebody better receive it, unless you ain't been believing God for anything. But then he went further than that. He said, even, those, even the things that look as though they would never come to pass. And God once again told, told us through Jerry Seville the same thing the bishop was saying. He said, he's going to cause those things we've been standing in faith for to break loose suddenly. Come on, I'm looking for some suddenlies this year. Come on, anybody looking for some suddenlies this year? And it said it's going to be in such a way that no one will be able to deny the greatness of your God. And we're going to be rewarded beyond our highest expectation. And we shall abound in blessing as never before. You better take that. Come on, say, I'm going to abound in blessings as never before. Come on, say, I'm going to be rewarded beyond my highest expectation. And then we also receive the word from the prophet of God, Kenneth Copeland, that this is going to be the year of the great let your faith fill in the blanks. Let your faith fill in the blanks. In other words, whatever your faith and your heart can believe, you can have it in 2016. Oh, that just gave you a blank check. Let me say it again. Whatever your faith in your heart can believe, you can have it in 2016. He said whatever. Whatever. So he said make out a list. And then he said don't start putting things on the list that are possible. He said, as you do that, you're putting things on there that you can do. And he don't get any glory out of that. So he said, step out there. Step out there. Get in my word and step out with your faith. And the Lord said, let me show you my grace in 2016. Oh, same. He said, let me manifest myself in your life in the land of the living. In other words, the Lord said, I want others to see what I'm doing in your life. And I want to manifest myself to you in the land of the living. He said, when we get through with 2016, you're going to have a testimony. Amen. Now, I'm going over this because why? How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing some more and hearing some more. Faith doesn't come by what you heard. It comes by what you continue to hear. Too many times, once again, people want to hear something new when they don't even have the old and their faith is not even built up with what they already got. Come on. But I want you to turn to Isaiah 
Because the Lord brought this to our spirit to my spirit last week, and we went over this. Come on, I want you to make this personal now. Isaiah 43, 19, he says, Behold, I will do a what? Come on, say he's doing a new thing in my life. Now it shall spring forth. Now, now, now it shall what? Spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And we talked about this. This is not, this is, this is, this is not going to be something he's never done before in the earth. Because the Bible tells us in two places, Ecclesiastes 1.9, turn there. In two places, he's done things before. There's nothing new under the sun. Come on, say amen, somebody. But let's turn there, Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9. This is not something he's, done, he's never done before in the earth. He said, I'm going to do a new thing now. I'm going to do a new thing now. Anybody ready for a new thing in their life? Amen. Isaiah 1, 9, he says, the thing that has been... It is that which shall what? Be. And that which is done is that which shall be what? Done. God said, I've done what I'm telling you before. That's why we have the word of God. Because why? In the word of God is that which has been and that which shall be. We just have to find it in the word. In the word of God is that which is done and that which shall be done. Amen. So it's not something that he hasn't done before. The Bible says God changes not. He's the same what? Yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? So if I can find out what he did before in the lives of others, God not being a respecter of person, he'll do the same thing for me. Because he finishes his sins with what? There is no what? There is no new thing under the sun. Listen, God gave us his word so we can go into the past and we can go into the future and do what? Bring it into now, if we can find it. Go to Ecclesiastes 3.15. He gave us his word so we, what? we can go into the past and go into the future and bring it into the what? Now, if we can find it. But it's right there in his word. It's right there in his word. Ecclesiastes 3.15, it says, that which has been is what? That which has been is what? Now. And that which is, that which is to be has already been. And God required that which is past. The New Living Translation reads Ecclesiastes 3.15 like this. What is happening now has happened before. And what will happen in the future has happened before. Why? It says because God makes the same things happen over and over again. Amen? So as we get into what we heard all year's night from our bishop, Bishop Keefe Butler, and what we heard through Jerry Savelle, what we heard from Kenneth Copeland, you need to start making that list if you haven't made it already. But add scripture to the list. And start believing for it because why? Because it's yours. Amen. Come on. It's not something that's new to the earth. It's just something that's new to you. Amen. God is going to do something new in your own individual life and family that you have never seen before, but it has been done before and has been prophesied to be done in the future. But what happened is you're bringing your before and your future into now, but now God's doing a new thing for just for you. 
Somebody just say, just for me. All you got to do is do your homework. Find it what? Find it in the word. And it's what? It's yours when? It's yours when? Now. That's why you have to take to heart all the things that you were told. That this is your breakout year. You got to take to heart that this is my great breaking loose year. I've been waiting for this year. This is my what? My, this is my, the great, my faith would take everything that I want this year. Come on, say amen, somebody. Turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. This is your break loose year, folks. This is your breakout year. This is a year of the great let your faith fill in the blanks. If you knew how powerful that really was, or that really is, my faith fill in the blanks. I don't know about you. I start to expand my thinking. My dream got a little bit bigger. A lot much, a lot more bigger. Come on, say amen, somebody. Because why? God said whatever. When he said whatever, that took the limits off me. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. Are you there yet? He said, they rose up early in the morning and went forth in the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. I wish somebody would have believed God. He said, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be what? Established. But then he said, believe his what? Prophets, so shall you what? Prosper. That word prosper is a Hebrew word, taslak. And it means to advance. It means to make progress. It means to succeed, and it means to be profitable. In other words, the word we received for 2016 from the prophets of our day and time that came from the Lord through Bishop Butler, Jerry Savell, and Kenneth Copeland has a serious purpose in the plan of God. What's that plan? That main purpose of the word we receive is designed by God himself to advance us in 2016. It was designed by God himself to cause us to make progress in 2016. Come on, say amen, somebody. Come on, it was given by God himself to do what? It's designed to facilitate our success in 2016 and make us profitable in 2016. Listen, we did not receive words of failure. We received words of success. You're not going to fail this year. Five people. You're not going to fail this year. Failure is not in your vocabulary in 2016. But I want you to turn to Romans chapter 4, verse 16. Romans chapter 4, verse 16. There's no failure this year. You're not going to fail this year. Everything you set your hands unto. Everything you set your hands unto. Everything you set your hands unto. Everything you set your hands unto shall prosper. 
You're going to be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. Hallelujah. Bring forth fruit in your season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, some people, somebody got a prosperous touch in here. Come on, prosperity is just running through your veins right now. Come on, you sense it. You feel it. You sense something's going to break out this year in an area of prosperity that you've never seen before, that you never witnessed before, but you know it's there. You know this is my year to prosper beyond my wildest expectation. Come on, anybody sense that right now? Oh, Lift your hands right now. Come on, there's an anointing of prosperity right now that's dropped on somebody in this room. Oh, Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Ha ha. We receive it, Lord. Hey, come on. We receive it, Lord. Ha, shake We receive it, Lord. We receive it, Lord. We receive it, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Ha. Hey, 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 come on. Ha, shake Ha. Oh, hallelujah. Hey, now, my, my, my. Come on, somebody breaking loose right now. Ha, shake shake Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. For the rest of y'all, let me continue on. <laughs> For those, those that haven't got it yet, let me continue on. Romans 4, 16. Note what it says here. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace. Now, it didn't say it is of grace that it might be by faith. Everything we heard in 2016 is by the grace of God. But the only way to access it is by faith. It's by what? Faith. faith. In other words, you have to activate your faith this year like you've never done before. Well, how does faith come? Well, put your eyes on it. Romans 10, 17. Put your eyes on it. Romans 10, 17. Romans 10, 17. Are you there yet? I said this, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the what? Word of God. Now go slow with this now because sometimes we just read through this real fast. We quote it and we, you know, we just quote it. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I got it, Pastor. What it says, faith come by what? Hear it. What did God tell Joshua? In Joshua 1.8. Keep a marker there and turn there. Stop quoting it. Turn there. Put your eyes on it. If I want to quote it, I can quote it. 
<laughs> Joshua 1.8. What did God tell Joshua here? This book of the law shall not depart out of, my, out of thy mouth, but thou shalt what? Meditate how? Day and night. In other words, I have to what? Meditate the word. I have to what? Medi how often? How often? In other words, I'm always thinking about what the Lord said would take place in my life in 2016. Let me say it again. In other words, I'm always thinking about what the Lord said would take place in my life in 2016. I'm hearing the scriptures relating to what I'm believing God for in 2016, but I have to have a scripture on it. I have to have a what? Scripture on it. Faith doesn't come by hearing what I think I should receive. Faith comes by hearing and meditating on what the Lord said in his word that I'm going to have an experience in 2016. What's the rest of the scripture say? That thou mayest what? Observe what? To do according to all that is written written therein so he's talking about the written word is he not he's talking about what the written word so when I meditate on the written word and I observe it and which propels me to step out in it and do it it says for then for then thou shall what talking about me for then thou or I shall make my way prosperous, and then I shall have what? I shall have what? Because isn't that what we read, the main purpose of the word of prophet? So it's for we can what? Prosper and cause us to have what? To succeed. And one of the main reasons or the main purpose of a prophet is to give you something to say. We have something to say, and we're going to get into that in a minute. But go back to Romans 10, 17, because I want you to connect this with Romans 10, 17. So we read Joshua 1, 8, this book of law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Come on. And thou may observe to do according to all that is what? Written therein. For then thou shalt what? Make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have what? Good success. Connect the Romans 10, 17. So then by faith, so then faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing by the what? Word of God. So when I spend time in the word of God to see if it's God's will for me to have what I'm believing him for. Come on, we read where God said, meditate until faith comes. Meditate until what? Meditate until faith comes. And here it says faith comes by. Faith comes by. Hearing the word of God that you're meditating on. But then he takes it further, a little further when he says hearing comes by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. But hearing comes by the what? Word of God. Hearing comes by what? Hearing comes by what? Hearing comes by the word of God. Hearing 
comes by the word of God that I receive from God. What will happen is as you're meditating and meditating and meditating the written word of God, you'll receive one of those suddenlies Bishop was talking about. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Suddenly, you will begin to hear from heaven directly concerning that promise, and your faith will go to a whole new level. In other words, that rhema word will come straight from God. That rhema word, when it comes straight from God, it will paint a picture on the inside of you. So clear. I mean, you'll see it happening in your life even before it happens in the natural. You'll see the manifestation of it on the inside, and it'll be so real to you that you'll start rejoicing even though it hasn't manifested in the natural. That's how real it would be on the inside. Because why? Because it's real on the inside. And see, when it's real on the inside, suddenly begin to start taking place on the outside. But it has to get real on the inside. So what do you got to do? Start meditating on these prophecies. Start meditating on the scriptures you lined up with the list that you used to fill in the blanks. Come on, say amen, somebody. And watch things start happening. Watch suddenly start to appear and manifest. Come on, say amen, somebody. Watch more signs. Watch more wonders. Watch more miracles. Come on, this is your breakout year. Watch breakouts start breaking out all around you. Come on, say amen, somebody. Now go back to Romans 4.16. So meditation. Meditate, 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 meditate. Meditate on what God is telling you that's going to take place in your life in 2016. Don't let this drop. And a lot of times, that's what we do. We get a prophecy and we let it drop. Won't think about it until December of next year. Two years go by. Come on, say amen, somebody. Romans 4.16. Note what it says again. Therefore, it is of what? It is of what? Faith. That it might be by what? Grace. In other words, faith is needed to access what grace has provided. What's needed? Faith is needed to access what grace has provided. Then it says, to the end. In other words, there's a reason or purpose for all of this. To the end, the what? The what? The promise might be what? Sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is a father of us all. Now he's talking about the natural seed Israel, and he's talking about the spiritual seed, which is who? Which is us. Well, what does it say in Galatians 3.19 or 3.29? Turn there. I was going to quote it. But I'm not going to quote it. Turn there. What's it say here? If you be Christ, if ye be Christ, then are you what? Abraham's seed and what? Heirs according to the promise. The good news translation reads: if you belong to Christ, then you are descendants of Abraham and will receive what God has promised. Come on, are you ready to receive what God has promised? Come on, are you ready to receive what God has promised? Well, how are you going to access it? By faith. 
So there's a part you have to play in receiving what God has for you or God promised you in 2016. There's a part you play. Come on, say amen, somebody. You have to do what? Activate your faith. Activate your access card. You activate it by what? Meditating and saying. Meditating and what? Saying. Meditating and saying. Faith will come. And then hearing will come and bam, suddenly it will appear in your life. What does meditation do? Meditation stretches you. And it stretches you. And it stretches you. The more you meditate, the more you can believe for. Come on. So it stretches you. It stretches your capacity to receive what God has promised. Let me say that again. Meditation stretches you. It stretches your capacity to receive what God has promised. See, we meditate and meditate and meditate until faith comes. Until what? And it's not a feeling. It's a knowing. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Come on. It's not a what? Feeling. It's a knowing. It's not physical senses. It's a spiritual sense. Are you with me out here? Well, a good example. Go to Mark 5.25. You meditate and meditate until what? Faith comes. So a lot of times we read the prophecy, and I can read this prophecy every Sunday. But it don't do you any good. It's just some words to you. And you can get shouted and get excited and jump around the room for that day. Because Monday, life hits you in the face. And all that shouting you did on Sunday don't mean a bit of difference. Because it's not in you. I didn't meditate on it enough. Come on, say amen, somebody, until faith comes. Because once faith comes, you know that you know that you know that you know. And can't nobody shake you from it. Come on, are you with me out here? Amen? It bypasses your physical senses because why? It, it touches your spiritual senses because it's on the inside of you. But look at Mark 5.25. Let's look at the woman with the issue of blood. She's a good example. It says, And a certain woman which had an issue of blood for how many years? Twelve years. And she had suffered many things of many physicians that spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather do what? Rather grew worse. Now she spent all her money on doctors and doctors. Because don't you know doctors can drain you? Come on, health insurance can only go so far, folks. Amen. Amen. She spent all that money, but nothing was getting better. But then in verse 27 says, But when she heard, when she heard of Jesus, when she heard of Jesus, and what she do? She meditated on what she heard about Jesus. She meditated on what she heard. He heard that he said, come on, say amen, somebody. She meditated on what she heard in her room or wherever she was when she was sick and she was broke. She's almost dead. She meditated until she became so aware of it on the inside. Until her faith got active and it actually got her out of the house and got her out into the streets. And it says that she came and did what? She came in the press behind and touched his garment. When she touched that garment, guess what? It exploded on the inside of her. 
And what happened? She received her suddenly. Now think about it. Now when she was sitting in her house, just thinking about, well, I don't know. Maybe what he said wasn't for me. I'm in a lot worse shape than some of the people he was talking to. It'd be awful for me to step out there. I'm ceremonially unclean. I'd get out there and get stoned to death, which wouldn't make sense because why? She's already dying anyway. Come on, say amen, somebody. So what does she have to lose? But if this was her thinking, if he could just maybe come by here, if this was her thought process, she wasn't ready. She wasn't ready. She wasn't ready to jump out there and receive anything. But there was a time in verse 28 where she said, for she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. If I may touch but his clothes, if I just touch the hem of his garment, if I just touch the hem of that prayer shawl, I know I'll be all right. And she kept what? She kept meditating and meditating and meditating until it finally, it, it finally got her up and pulled herself out into the street. And she did what she seen herself doing. What she see herself doing? What did she see herself doing? Well, how did she get to that point? By meditating. Meditating. Until what? Until it became real on the inside of her. She's seen herself doing it. And what happened? It pulled her out of the house. It pulled her out into the streets. It bypassed what people thought about her. And then verse 29, and straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was what? Healed of that plague. And then Jesus said unto her in verse 34, Daughter, thy what? Faith has made thee what? Hope. Go in peace. And behold of that plague. Behold. 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 Now she heard from heaven now. Behold that what? What did God say in the, in the beginning? Let there be light. God said light be and light was. What did Jesus tell her? Behold. Behold. And the moment he said the words. Come on, say amen, somebody. Because remember, he only says what he hears his father say. So he's getting those words straight from the throne of God. God said, behold. And when heaven spoke, not only was a sickness stopped and eliminated from her, from her, from, from her faith, it was going, he went beyond the sickness. He said, now, behold, all the money you spend on all those positions, behold, all that money's coming back. All the time you lost of that plague, behold, I'm going to redeem the time. I'm going to be, it's going to be just like you never lost a beat. You can start living your vision again. You start living your dream again. Behold, all the relationships that you lost, 
all the friends and family that you've been alienated from, behold, they can touch you again. They can be around you again. Behold. That was some powerful words Jesus said. Jesus said, behold. Enough power came out of him to start putting things into action. She got everything she lost was restored. Come on, say amen, somebody. Go to Mark eleven twenty two. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, hearing by the word of God. Hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh. Mark eleven twenty two says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Have what? Have faith in God. Have what? Have what? Listen, when your faith is active and you know you heard from God, you have words to say. Amen. Say again, when your faith is active and you know you heard from God, you have what? Words to say. Verse 23 says, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall what? Say. Because why? You got words to say. Because you heard from God. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he what saith. Therefore I say unto you that whatsoever, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Believe that you receive means take it. Take it. Take it and have it. Take it and have it. Take it and have it. Have is one of the most powerful words in the Bible. Have faith in God. You shall have what you say. When your faith is active and you hear from heaven and heaven gives you words to say, when you say those words, what's happening? You're taking it. And you will what? Have it. So you can say 2016 mountain, get out of my way. I take it and I have it. What has been prophesied in 2016, I take it and I have it. Breakouts and suddenlies, I take it and I have it. Breaking loose in my life, I take it and I have it. Great whatever my faith put in the filling in the blanks is, I take it and I have it. And then I begin to give God praise because why? I've taken it and I have it. Jesus said, have faith in God. Why? Because a word has already been spoken for 2016. Therefore, it's already yours. It's already on the inside of you. But you have to access it by faith. It is a faith that it might be by grace. Lift your hands and give God praise. Come on, some of y'all need to take some things in here. He said, take it and have it. 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 
Come on, God's giving you words to say. But you got to say the word. Come on, say, I take my healing. I take my deliverance. I take my, my debt cancellation. And I have it. Lift your hands and give God praise like you believe that's so. Come on, lift your hands and give God praise. Somebody better believe they receive it here. Hallelujah. So you got to meditate what God said for you in 2016. Meditate, 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 meditate. Write it on cards, write it in notebook, put it on your telephone. I don't care whatever you do, whatever it takes, you put it in your heart and see it on the inside of you. And watch 2016 be the greatest year you ever had in your entire life. But it's by faith that it may be by grace. You've got to have your faith active. And faith only comes by the word. By hearing and hearing by the word of God. So don't sit up there and fool yourself. And so, but yeah, I receive everything and don't pick up your Bible. <laughs> Write a lot of things on a piece of paper and don't have a scripture, a, one scripture lined up with it. It don't come like that. Faith comes by hearing and hearing what God says concerning what's on my list. Do you listen to me out here? And when I get that thing, I start meditating and meditating and meditating and meditating and meditating. And I start seeing it on the inside. Suddenly, I'll have my house. Suddenly, I'll have my car. Suddenly, my husband will be saved. My wife will be saved. Come on. Say amen, somebody. Come on, because I see them coming to church on the inside. I'm praying this word. I'm praying over them. I'm saying this word over them. And suddenly, he's coming. My suddenlies are here. Suddenly that business takes off. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Suddenly I get a raise that I never thought I'd ever get. Come on. Say amen, somebody. Suddenly my child's tuition is already paid before she even goes. Come on. Say, some of y'all better say amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands and say, I, I receive my suddenly. Glory to God. Suddenly you heal from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 